going on everyone on linkedin looks like we're live and um we got paul here we got timothy jeremy and eldrick and we're excited to have everyone join us tonight and um tonight we're talking about mental health so um we're excited about this and we got our special guest paul so hey why don't we start off tonight um paul why don't you give us a high level of what you do and um uh, so Paul and I are both here in Kansas City, and I I actually just started following his content. And um, every morning uh, when I have a down day, um, somehow he pops on my feed on LinkedIn, and I really enjoy his singing. So um, it just puts a smile on my face, man. So um, tell me, tell us a little about what you do and um, your company. Um, go. Well, what's good, Kevin? Uh, and everybody on LinkedIn. It's an absolute pleasure to be here. Uh, before I get too much into myself, I just want to say, um, if I'm ever struggling with ego, I know who to reach out to because each one of you gentlemen has reached out to me personally to not just or only introduce yourself, but to share some very thoughtful words. So it means a lot to me. And uh, we are the company that we keep. So uh, I aim to make friends today. Um, a little bit about myself. Uh, I am a uh, keynote speaker, a master of shenanigans and all things fun. And uh, you asked me to, uh, to tell a little bit about what I do. I help individuals and organizations reveal the opportunity that they have in life to have just a little more fun. So I do that through a number of different ways, through keynotes, uh, webinar experiences, um, uh, live events, workshops, and as you stated, silly videos, Kevin. That's awesome. And um, hey, if you guys haven't checked out Paul's feed, um, he's very consistent. I think um, there's one every day. Um, always a great message, right? So um, let's start. So today we could talk about mental health. I know um, we've been globally on a global level, even Eldrick and Jeremy in Singapore, uh, we've been stuck at home. So it's not just a U.S. thing, it's a everywhere thing, right? So uh, when you're stuck at home, um, you see all the media, um, you start seeing all the negativity, and it drives you crazy, right? But I think mental health goes beyond just right now. It's always been around, you know? It's just people don't talk about it. Um, it's kind of a hot topic during this time. It's trending. And um, so how much does mindset play in our day-to-day? -day? Um, let's start with Eldrick. So we haven't heard from him yet. <laughs> I'm listening. I'm always listening. And uh, I'm very glad that we have Paul in the show, right? And very soon he'll realize that just the all four of us, we are mentally deranged. But uh, <laughs> 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 and, uh, I, guess, I guess the thing is, uh, with, with relevance to what Paul is doing and what we are trying to address today in our live show, is that um, it's actually okay if we have our own little quirks, it's okay if we have our own little obsessions here and there. That doesn't really mean that there's something wrong with us, right? Giving an example, I think in recent years, there's an explosion in terms of kids that are diagnosed with ADHD, like attention deficit hyper disorder, something like that. Oh, come on. If, if, if I were to put all of us to do boring clerical work for 10 hours a day in school or at home 
your toes are going to fidget, right? There's nothing wrong. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with you. You want to do something else. You want to play a game, right? So, uh, you know, this, this topic is kind of weird because uh, I, I, never, I never really thought about it. But I, I'm starting to realize that, um, that there, are, there are a lot of such diagnoses. And that is very easy to actually fall into each of these categories. Just like the ADHD example that I gave you. Uh, that's what I think. And that, let, let's say, if someone, if someone is too positive, you know, everyone's going to say, oh, there's something wrong with him, right? I, I thought his business just went bust. And then why, why is he still smiling? <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand. So, so I think uh, mindset, mindset as uh, a consideration for mental health as a topic is important. Um, and at the same time, it's also about not rushing into the diagnosis of things. And just using a standard template to categorize people, because then everyone is going to be like mentally deranged of some sort, right? <laughs> I don't really, I don't really appreciate that. Oh, that's 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 what I think. I mean, before we actually get into the core of uh, what we are discussing today, yeah, that's me. Right, Perfect. Jeremy, you want to go next? Jeremy, you want to go next? You sure? You sure you want me to go? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Are Tell you me how. Mentally yes. Different? Yes. Why not? I, Go for I, it. I, I'm just. I'm just. Worried. I'm gonna take a take a dark turn. You know. So you know. Let all the positivity go first before I turn dark. You know. <laughs> no, 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 no. Paint the darkest picture ever possible, and then let's see if we can shine a beam of light through the darkness. Okay. Here goes. <laughs> um. Here goes. Right. Uh, be prepared. Huh. So, so um, now we're gonna talk about mental health, and um, honestly, I'm not an expert. Uh, I don't think any of us are, um, in terms of professionally trained and all. But you know, that's not what this show is about. You know, we're here to share perspective, and and I do have something to share in terms of um, mental health perspective. You know, I, I may not look the part, but I do think that I have once or twice, um, you know, went into depression, um, that kind of a situation. Uh, well, the most recent case is when um, I was posted back to Singapore um, after working in China for nine years. I was jobless for more than a year. Um, nothing seemed to work. And I just felt that I was going into this cycle of uh, darkness. I refer it as a really dark place and a dark time. And, um, and yes, I, I do think that the, the conversations I have with myself, um, it's very important. Uh, I don't know, Kevin, if you could relate to this because I heard you say that you, you you've been in, through something like that before as well, you know. And and just to make it easy um, for people to comprehend, I mean, I really do not wish anyone has to go through anything that's close to depression. Um, but it 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 goes to a state whereby it's kind of like you know, it's it's kind of like a nightmare that you never wake up from. Um, you you could you could sleep ten hours a day. You could do the things that you love to do uh, while you are not in depression uh, for eight, ten hours straight. Like for me, I like to be on my games, uh, computer games and all that. I can do that for 10 hours, but I still don't feel a thing. That's, that's kind of like how it is. And, and you, you just don't feel, you just don't feel anything. You just don't feel that you, you are capable of being happy. You're not capable of having positive thoughts. And, you know, it just spirals really quick. And all of a sudden, you have really dark thoughts about, you know, where should you be going? Where is their meaning? Um, you wake up, but there's no meaning at all. You might want to go back to sleep. 
and nothing gets through you. Not not your not your not your spouse, not your kids. It's it's just as dark as that. And and um, I'm I'm just glad I snapped out of it. And um, like I mentioned in my post uh, prior to this event, right? Um, it's all in the mind, all the good and the bad. And I do feel that when you are in depression, um, no one, no one can talk you out of it except yourself because everyone else is, is out of your world, out of your circle. You're just in this bubble of darkness. And, uh, and, and you, you don't even, you, you don't even want to seek help. I feel it's just like, you just want to be in this trap in this forever. You don't want to get out until you, you finally do. And, um, it, it all, it all, it all, it's all up here. So, so sorry if I turn the mood very uh, somber, <laughs> but uh, that's, no, that's just fine. my little cherry. Yeah. That's fine. No, yeah. I mean, uh, I don't mean to cut in, but I, I understand what you're talking about, Jeremy. I, I've been in that place and I know exactly what that feels like. So, you know, it's, you're right. I mean, you have to get yourself out of it. Every now and again, a friend can help you out of it. Maybe a friend can kick you in the ass and say, hey, get your shit together. And you're like, all right, something's wrong. If my friend, who normally doesn't care that much, is telling me, hey, get my act together. And then that's when the light bulb goes off and you take, you, you take a moment to yourself and you kind of realize, all right, let me back up and see what's going on in my head so I can try to get myself out of this place. But, uh, but no, I, I definitely understand what you're talking about, Jeremy. And I think mindset is super important. Um, you know, there's a lot of stuff that happens in the day-to-day -day for all of us. And really, mindset is what conquers, uh, you know, those thoughts and those feelings sometimes. Because there's times when you just have a really rough day. And the rough day yeah. can spiral with you let it. So, you yeah. know, it's really important to, to take those moments and kind of appreciate the victories that you do have in your life. And take a step back and say, well, you know what, whatever that was, that wasn't that bad. And that was kind of what I learned from my bouts with depression. It was like, whatever's going on, sometimes you look at it and you think, all right, it's not that bad. I mean, you look at this pandemic, right? Thank God we're all safe and secure. All of us are, are good right now. But you think about all the people who are struggling, the people who have died, and you got to look at it and say, okay, well, it can definitely be worse. So whatever the hell I'm going through right now, it ain't that damn bad. And that's that's how I kind of cope with things like that. That's good. Uh, you, Paul? I, uh, so, Eldrick, you did a phenomenal job uh, casting the challenge out to Jeremy, saying, throw down the gauntlet, and let's see if we can shed a light on this thing. And you know what? I will say, Jeremy, I admire you so damn much. Uh, we just met. And... Humility is one of the greatest leadership traits anybody could have mm -hmm. for you to bear your soul and be vulnerable and talk about those darkest days um, from a place almost of, uh, uh, of a mindset that you're in the minority as opposed to the majority. I guarantee you that every individual watching this LinkedIn right now and everybody on this live feed, all six of us, has dealt with moments in our lives, as you just outlined. It's common. And what's sad is it's so faux pas to talk about. Um, it's, so, it's so outside of the norm to either talk about your problems or seek help because we believe that, that 
we're invincible. We believe that we have to be uh, the social media guru. We, we believe that we have to be the pillar of excellence to lead our organization. When in reality, those aren't the people that I want to do business with. Those aren't the people that I want to call friends. I want to call uh, individuals in my life friends who will be vulnerable and be open and be honest. So I want to revisit a couple of things that you said, Jeremy, if you don't mind, because I think sure. folks that would relate to this. So you mentioned that um, depression was uh, as dark as death and um, there was there was nothing you could do. You, you could sleep for 10 hours a day and even the things that gave you strength, i.e. video games, didn't lift you up out of that, that funk. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Jeremy, you know how funk is spelled? You know how you spell funk? F-U-N-K? F-U-N-K. So how do we get out of that, that funk, if you will? Well, first of all, I had this epiphany moment the other day when I was playing video games with my son. And our son is four years old. And he's <laughs> super frustrated. And I go upstairs and I hear this blood curling scream. And I go downstairs and I go, Brennan, what is going on? And he goes, I died, dad. <laughs> and I said, buddy, like that's inevitable. You're, you're gonna die in the game. That's, that's the point. I was like, this, this game isn't that serious. He goes, you get mad like this when you're playing video games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you're cool. Hey, they're paying attention, aren't they, Kevin? <laughs> yep. So uh, here's my point. Video games are really, really fun, but sometimes video games could add a lot of stress, a lot of anxiety. They don't necessarily take us outside of our head. They create additional problems, additional challenge. So um, my perspective, and this is only one person's opinion, how much does your mind play in every day? It plays whatever role you want it to play. This world could be whatever you want to see. If you want to see all the stuff that's not working, if you want to live in those darkest days, if you want to be um, bogged down by depression, anxiety, and fear, then all of that depression, anxiety, and fear is going to find you. No matter where you go, it's going to find you. You're a magnet to it because you're looking for it. Now, mind you, goodness is happening all around you. There are fantastic things happening to you, for you, and around you all the time. But because we are so hypersensitive to the stuff that's not working, we aren't seeing the things that are. Here's my point. My, I have an uncle by the name of Richard. Uh, he, he battles uh, mental illness um, like nobody else that I've met in my life. This gentleman is uh, basically a, a hermit. He lives in his house. He never comes out. He always needs somebody to either bring his groceries for him or take him to the doctor or whatever it may be. He's alone in his head all the time. He's in his head nonstop. So my mom goes to pick him up for a doctor's appointment recently. And my uncle Richard is, is driving the truck, the truck that he's driven for 15 years. And he's just going on and on and on about the stuff that's not working. And, and I, I don't mean to, uh, to downplay that. I, I'm just I'm providing you an example. He's just going, going on and on about all the stuff that's terrible in life. And my mother says to him, she says, Dick, can we turn the radio on and listen to some good music? <laughs> Martha, the radio hasn't been on in this truck in 10 years. 
The radio hasn't been on in this truck in 10 years. Now, let me showcase what I'm trying to, uh, to convey or communicate. When there's no music and there's dead silence and you're alone in your head and your thoughts are caramine downhill, there's nothing to pull you out of that rut. Yeah. In those moments, Jeremy and, and Kevin and Eldrick and Tim, we're, we have to force ourselves up and to do something that maybe at the time doesn't sound that great. Yeah, we want to play video games, but maybe just maybe we should go outside and go on a walk with our family. When was the last time you guys threw rocks? When was the last time you skipped down the street? When was the last time you wrote a poem? When was the last time you made yourself laugh? These are all things that challenge your brain to get out of this space. Not the comfortable, monotonous stuff that you do all the time, but the stuff that's going to challenge you out of this negative headspace. So the very long-ended answer to your question, what role does mindset play? Every role you want it to. Mm, that's so good. Awesome. That's so good. And, you know, and that I think Paul's absolutely right. And that's kind of my take as well. So, um, you know, I went through a time in 2008 where I lost my father, um, my business, um, lost my um, everything, right? I lost uh, my house and um, it was all gone, you know? And um, at the time, because I was a young entrepreneur in my late 20s and I was quite successful in my hometown. And um, during that time, I was... You know, I had a lot of relationships like friends, you know, but they didn't mean much because when I lost everything, um, I didn't see any of them. Um, they stopped calling, you know, I get that. <laughs> it I get got that. really quiet, right? And you come to a place of realization, right? What are things that are important, right? And you start questioning yourself. And I learned, hey, I can either stay in my house um, or that they're about to take away from me and just feel sorry for myself and be depressed and do nothing. And I, I went on a time where I would um, actually just sleep in. I would stay up till two or three and just feeling sorry for myself. And then I would um, wake up the next day at three or four, you know, and I was just depressed. And um, I had some money saved up, but, you know, I was go going through some bankruptcy. Um, people were collecting debt. Um, calling me. Um, I finally just shut my phone off. I shut everything off and just recalibrating, you know, and I learned, dude, no one says success is what's going to make you happy. No one says you have to own a successful business. No one says you have to have the most beautiful wife or the biggest house or the nicest car or, hey, these are the right friends to have because they're the who's who in your town. No one gives a care because at the end of the day, it's all about Kevin. It's taking care of number one. And I learned something. I was like, I need to make, I am the one that's going to take care of me. I need to motivate myself to get out of the house, change the way I do things. And I remember for myself, I walked into church, you know, and that's when I met my wife, right? Uh, but that wouldn't have happened if I didn't take the step to get out of my house and feel sorry for myself, right? And I think one of the key things that Paul brought up is in order to get out of that funk in your head, you had to take action. And that's everything, right? And uh, this group's called Bottoms Up Perspective. Um, mental health and all this stuff is based on 
our perspective. You know, what we think is good, right? What we think is happy. Why are you allowing people around you on social media or the media tell you what's happy for you? You know, I, I never got that because as soon as my brain shifted, my life started changing. I started rebuilding. It was okay to go fry chicken at my uncle's fast food restaurant after being an entrepreneur who made six figures. It was okay because I didn't care what those friends think. I was like, I need to pay my bills. I need to pay for my apartment. So I went and fried some chicken, you know, <laughs> and guess what? I met one of my best friends there and we're still friends today, you know, and we talked to each other. I was frying chicken at my uncle's restaurant after owning a restaurant and bar that made almost half a million dollars, you know, uh, but I met one of my best friends there, but all those things wouldn't have happened if I didn't change my perspective. And I think that's so important when it comes to mental health. I think so oftentimes we get affected by um, the people that are around us, what people think. And um, yeah. yeah. Can I add to that? Because uh, you're, yeah. you're bringing gold uh, right now. And to expand upon that a little bit, one of my favorite quotes a gentleman told me years ago, don't worry about what people think about you because they don't think about you. Oh, that's, so good. that's very profound if you really dissect it don't worry about what people think about you because they don't think about you we spend so much time on social media and growing you know successful businesses however you define that or you know working on keeping up with the joneses finding the beautiful wife all that stuff we're so concerned with an image when in reality no one cares about you they care about the problems of their own realm their own world the joys the passions the fun and the fulfillment of their own little bubble. And so we spend so much time trying to please everybody else. When they go home at night, they're not thinking of us. The only thing mm. that thinking of potentially is, uh, what, is that the real him or her? They can't possibly be like that all the time. Right. So we're not, none of us are. Go ahead, Tim. Go no, ahead. I was gonna say, we're, we're not. I mean, none of us are our social media presence 24 seven. Exactly. And, I, right? and, yeah. I, and I try to keep it as real as possible. I, I put some real shit on LinkedIn. But at the end of the day, it's still you're still not seeing 100 percent. No. I'm trying to see the real Tim. And <laughs> you dabbled a little bit the other day. You said uh, on your post either yesterday or the day before, you're like, of all the, the hosts of this show, I'm probably the least. Uh, mentally strong. And so I appreciate that very much. I couldn't wait to, to dig in and ask you about that. But before we, before we carry on to the next question, because Jeremy, you hit on this and Kevin, you touched on it a little bit talking about, you know, in 2008, the crisis that you went through, Jeremy, you were very, very explicit in saying, I'm so glad it's over now. Now, mental health does not go away. Whether you're on cloud nine or notch zero, it's going to change. I, I'm guessing, and, and please do not let me or allow me to be the person that brings heartache or worry into this group, but we have not faced on this, on this, uh, this platform right now, us six gentlemen have not faced the worst in our lives yet, guaranteed. And yep. so I've, been, I've been toying around with this idea and it actually, it was a it culminated from this invite, and I'd love to know you gentlemen's perspective on this. So you guys are familiar with the phenomenon of a, uh, uh, 
the rainy day fund or carry on uh, six months of your salary just in case something were to happen? You guys yep. Concept? Well, guess what? We're using that six months right now, aren't we? Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know what's interesting is what about this concept of uh, a, a resiliency piggy bank or a resiliency fund or a mental fortitude fund? So constantly, all day long, like right now, Jeremy, life is good for you. Are you are you journaling? Are you capturing these amazing moments? Do you will you always be able to remember that amazing moment that you had last week where you met somebody phenomenal that changed your life? So much so that it's so embranded in your brain that when you struggle two years from today, you'll be able to look back and say, gosh, dang, that was an amazing time in my life. And that one moment, that one memorable person, that one memorable interaction that you had. Maybe that straw that you need to get you through the tumultuous time that you're facing two years from today. So my question to you is, how do you guys feel about, we work out, it, like if you want to, if you want to work, uh, you want to lose weight or you want to get some, uh, a six pack or an eight pack, whatever, you go to the gym. But how often do people work their minds? How often mm, that's good. do you to yourself to, to literally grow from challenging situations and hold on to the amazing things that happen. So when you do need them, they're right there in that memory bank and you could bask in their glory. Uh, I want to talk about this one. Um, so, and I, I understand what you're saying. And I think I want to, I want to make sure we clarify that, you know, in doing so, we're not trying to live in the past because that's a dangerous game to play. Right. But I understand what you're saying. And somebody said something earlier. I think it was actually you, Paul, about um, kind of, you know, those dark times and where do we go? And, you know, for me, honestly, we look at we look at building a successful brand for ourselves and just being the best version of ourselves. Because, look, all of us probably have families and are trying to provide. Right. But the reality is, I mean, look, success and money don't have to be commingled. To be honest, the most fun times I've ever had in my life is when I was dead ass broke. Same here. Ever. So, you know, I think it's important. I think it's important to realize, like, you know, we're all, we all have families. We all have to provide, but sometimes you have to take a look and realize, like Kevin said, like, okay, if, all, if it all falls down, you still got yourself. You can pick back up and start over. But, you know, just think back, like, eh, money, big house, keeping up with the Joneses, to me, it, it means shit. Because no. at the end of the day, look, I, I'm just about having good mental health. I've been down the depression road. I just want to have good mental health right now. I want to build something. I want to leave something for my daughter. But in the grand scheme of things, you know, you got to live in the now and enjoy what you have, regardless of what the hell is going on around you. My man. So Kevin, I don't want to monopolize the show. You know, I could go on all day. I want to, I want to, I want to leave this, this thought uh, from my perspective with this before we turn to Eldrick and Jeremy, potentially or Kevin for advice. No, no, don't, don't worry about that. In fact, I, don't worry about that. Uh, I think uh, if, if I can just really do a tapestry between what Kevin is doing, uh, what Kevin just mentioned and what you just mentioned, it makes a lot of sense. And, and for me, for me, what I got out of that. And in fact, I think this is already episode 10, but the previous episodes, I didn't really mention about that. 
I believe that uh, in life and for all of us as individuals, we need anchors. We need anchors in our life. Right? Yep. And, and the most important thing is to understand that as with uh, the financial markets that has boom and bust, our friends and our connections that are close to us, there are good days where suddenly you have more friends than you can ever count and you don't know why. Right? <laughs> and when you have bad days where where did you know so so as with boom and bust in terms so oh. no he froze and that is a first that is a perfect freeze um, moment too. that's a good freeze right there oh <laughs> you're back no no it's that, not uh, we we need to bring back our attention um to our own anchors to say that no matter what happens He ah, he's he's on to something, uh, and I'm yeah. so, I'm so glad that he brought it up, Eldred. So here's what I'm taking from you: um, we need these anchor moments, these things that ultimately we could point to to lift us up when we need to, uh, and to ground us when we need that as well. And I think that uh, Tim, I'm so glad that you called me out um, because what what I hope comes from this this session, our time together is not just a conversation of opinions, but rather really tactical things that folks could leverage to help them through challenging moments. And, and heck, remove challenging moments, how to turn good moments even into more greatness. So Tim, when I referenced uh, good times uh, or these, this emotional or mental fortitude or resiliency penny, uh, piggyback thing, I wasn't just saying to like relish in the past, I think that what we could do is if we identify those anchors, like Eldrick said, and we identified what was working and what specifically happened along those, and what, what were the techniques and what were the things that culminated in that joy or created that joy, then maybe just maybe we could start to recreate it. So for example, um, probably not news for you guys that when you're in quarantine, you're around your family uh, a lot. And uh, the beauty that is your kids and fun uh, that is your wife and respect that you have, your patience get a, it's a little shorter and shorter and shorter, right? <laughs> so what happens, right? You, you, you start to get annoyed about little things, like stupid things that you wouldn't typically, right? So Eldrick, you mentioned this as, a, as an anchor, uh, but going yeah. back to this resiliency piggy bank, if I look at my wife, and I see how gorgeous she is. And I'm taken back to the day that we, I literally open up my phone where I still have the vows that I wrote in notepad. And I open up those vows and I read them to myself. And then I look at my wife and I remember that day and tears streaming down my face and her face as well. Well, then when I look at her, I'm not as frustrated, depressed or anxious anymore. Now I have something very specific to be thankful for. So it's not just about rel relishing in the past. It, it's more about using that as a roadmap. And so I'll, I'll leave you with this. Jeremy, when you were going through the struggle, right, in, in China, the nine years, all of that stuff, uh, I'm, what did you do? Tell me about your days. Like you played video games, you slept. For the most part, like what was, what was the thing that gave you the most joy through those challenging times? 
Well, that's a tough one. I, I just want to address uh, some of the things you guys mentioned earlier. Um, keeping up with the Joneses, um, it's a bad thing when there is no social media. It's even worse with social media because everyone wants to show their best self. You know, I've got the biggest car, i got a whatever. You, you get it. And everyone is happy 24-7 in the world of social media. So one thing I stopped doing when I was in that bad space, I stopped looking at social media because... <laughs> It can't be that everyone is so happy, right? And it just makes me feel even worse. So I chose not to look at that, right? So that's one thing I wanted to point out. And, and I wanted to point out uh, what you mentioned, Paul, about building that bank of resiliency, uh, memory, and all that. You know, I thought about the word resilience when, when, when we were, I was thinking about what to say in this chat. So I think it's a great idea. However, the problem is, at least for me, as you said about all these things, at least for me, I thought about this resiliency thing and it is always negative. What do I mean by that? It is always about what didn't kill me made me stronger. And if I hit a next bad patch, I will go into that negative space again and say, you know, the last time was worse. I can survive this. That is usually the perspective. I don't know, maybe most people, or at least for me, that's how my mind works. But it never goes the other way, right? It never goes the other way as in, I should be positive. I got a lot to working for me. You know, I should appreciate and be grateful for this and that. So this isn't that bad. You know, it's always a negative thing. Or we, or we, we compare ourselves with, with some other guy who is starving at the roadside dying. And, oh, you know, I'm not that yet. You know, I should be okay. And I should be happy. I, I think what you just mentioned in terms of tactical, uh, keeping those good memories, locking them up to, to pull out when you hit a bad patch i think that is something i i myself should practice for and i think that that's really really useful and uh, uh tactically so I, i'm gonna try and build that more right and so so back to your question what did i do wow um uh the 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 i maybe i can just say this right the only thing that literally kept me alive uh was was family mm. believe mm. it or not yeah. um when 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 you realize that, you know, there's really no... Okay, this is what went through my head, right? Um, so, I, I left China, successful career, nine years. Um, it was pretty bad because um, uh, 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 my, my wife was heavily pregnant. So, she came back to Singapore first. Good thing I had a place in Singapore, right? Otherwise, it'd be worse. I might be living off the streets. So, I had to see... I'm <laughs> heavily pregnant. Oh, um, she was going to deliver soon. She was going to deliver soon. So there was a window before she could fly back, right? So so she flew back to Singapore first, right? Uh, the trimester and all that, uh, final stages. So I was I was the last guy left behind uh, in, in Shanghai to take care of everything. That means emptying out the whole house that I had, you know, that I was living in for, for nine years. Everything went out. To the last few days when I was waiting for my stuff to clear customs before I can fly back myself, it was literally... Four walls, four walls, my luggage, a mattress. I, I don't think, I don't even, even had pillow. I didn't even have a blanket. So I was just like sleeping mm. on a towel, right? And that felt really miserable as if it was not bad enough, right? Going back to Singapore with, uh, with, with uh, a second child coming, uh, no salary. My, my wife uh, wasn't working. She's a full-time homemaker. And yeah, all these thoughts in the head, right? So that was very bad. All four walls, nothing to keep your mind occupied. Yes. 
that was really terrible. Um, so when I came back to Singapore, it was like, you know, I need to look for a job. But my son arrived like five days after I reached back Singapore. And mind you, I had a container of 80 over boxes coming my way, uh, you know, to stuff into a, a fully operational house of the same size. So I had to think of where to put the items with a crying baby and my wife going through, right, postnatal and all that. No, 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 not postnatal blues, huh? Just having to fix the kid and all. And I had my daughter who I had to uh, send to school, fetch back and forth. Uh, so a lot of things in the head. And, and I, I honestly, the, the only thing that got me through was, uh, you know, ha having family around you, uh, having um, my kids remind me what I'm here for, responsibility. Um, and, and, and the thing I want to say about friends, right? Uh, it's, it's always when you're at the darkest moments um, and where you're at the bottom, those guys who are still with you, those friends who are still with you, they stick with you for the rest of your life. And and yeah, just yep. a word of concern, right? Hey, how are you doing? You know, I'm just checking in. Those are the guys that, you know, really, really, uh, you know, hold on to them. Not, not the ones on Facebook, right? Who drive the big cars and have the trophy wife and the huge house. <laughs> not those guys. So so if I could, if I could sum it up, if I could sum it up, um, uh, uh, the, the things that um, really kept me alive, really family, people who care, friends. Um, but that being said, that being said, it's still up to you. It's still up to you. Um, yeah, it's <laughs> whenever I, I, I picture myself back that those days, it's, it's just scary. I just want to get out of that. Uh, but um, yeah, I, I, I hope that answers your question. And, and Paul, you know, it's, it's great meeting you here really for the first time and uh i i really like what you're sharing in terms of tactical helping people helping yourself uh i i'll, I'll try to be much better at building up my bank of resilient memories so that if i ever if i ever hit the point like you said the hardest and toughest at the lowest which probably we have not met that yet we're not there yet you know i've, I've more things to back me up thank okay. you for that I appreciate and, it. And, and real quick, I just want to say, hey, Paul, I, I definitely understood what you were saying before and wasn't calling you out. So oh, no. Come across that way. I was just clarifying for everybody. I just for wanted sure. to make sure. Listen, I want to be called out because I think it's important to know that you said it best, Jeremy, earlier. We're not experts. All I'm doing is sharing a perspective. Uh, you know, so, so I talk a lot about this concept of fun, and fun is an acronym to me. The F is your foundation, your personal foundation. So it's your experiences in life, the things that shaped you, how you got to where you are, your personality style, how you communicate, all of the things that we're talking about. The you in fun is understanding others' perspectives. And that's what we're doing right now. We're sharing perspective. No one's right or wrong, we just are. And believe it or not, it's very difficult to change anybody's belief system. And that is never my intent. My intent is to reveal the opportunity that people could potentially have to have a little more fun in life. And I think ultimately, Jeremy, we've talked a lot about the what, and I appreciate your kind words and thoughtful words. I think now, Kevin, is a great time to go on to the next question, which is what do we do to stay positive? Yep. About the how. Because Jeremy, you said, I'm going to try. And I appreciate you sharing that. We haven't really talked about how, and that's what everybody wants to know. So, Kevin... Uh, as the lead moderator, what do you, my friend, do to stay positive? Yeah, so I am overall, um, after my situation, I'm overall a pretty positive 
um, person. So uh, my wife can tell you guys different. She's on the show right now. Uh, but <laughs> I think I'm pretty positive. So, um, but She's always on the show. <laughs> I know. She's always on the show. So um, I think for me, um, I keep myself pretty busy. But I think for me, you know, um, you know, I understand in my life, you know, my personal life, my perspective. I'm a Christian. Um, I believe there's a higher power. I believe there's um, God, um, you know, and um, I live my life, you know, understanding there's a lot more than just me, you know, and um, that helps me sing. Um, it helps me not just depend on myself or what the world offers. Um, there's um, more eternal perspective in my world. And then on top of that, um, I think what really helps too, um, I try to diversify, right? Um, I still, uh, like Paul was talking about tapping into your childhood. So a, a big part of my childhood was playing basketball. So for me, one of the hardest thing with this quarantine is I can't go play basketball at the, at the gym, you know, but that allows me to just get away or even go into the gym, right? And I share in some of my last episodes, I used to be a natural bodybuilder. So um, just lifting weights and uh, just being able to be active. And because when, what I like about basketball is this. Basketball forces me to put this thing aside. And with being a digital marketer and in the business I am in, it's 24-7. You know, I have, you know, about 40 plus clients and um it's just the reality of my business. Um, people are going to text me. They're going to contact me. And it's hard to not look at it because um, being a digital marketer, they know if they can't reach me on my phone, um, they can also DM me. They can also hit me up on LinkedIn. Uh, uh, they can jump on my live show and go, there's Kevin. He's going live. <laughs> you know. So there's so many ways to reach out to Kevin um, if they don't want to talk to my staff members. So for me, when I play basketball, it's just a couple hours where I can just put my phone aside. And when you're playing basketball, you're not worrying about your phone because your mind is about guarding that guy and winning, you know, playing basketball. So for me, it allows me to just get away and do something fun. And, um, you know, um, and I'm not around my kids, you know, and I love being around my kids. It's good as well. But there is an added stress every once in a while. And that's just the reality. So um, for me, that's how I st stay, uh, have sanity, you know, because I'm such a busy guy and um, it just gives me something fun to do that reminds me of what I did when I was a child, you know? Good. So, yeah. <laughs> Eldrick, how about you? <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, the actions we take, right? For me, for me, um, I, I do a lot of... Uh, journaling so okay. I, I i typically think about things in two ways um naturally there's the upside of things right and how we how we can grow uh, how we can grow our business our knowledge and things like that and all the good stuff right and at the same time i think i think the part that most of us uh avoid uh the the potential downside so i i would like to once in a while i'll get into this um element where I will just isolate myself and I'll start writing and mm, I'll confront good. myself I'll confront myself the worst fear the worst fears that I can ever encounter literally like 
shut everyone off and confront myself. So, as an example, if you know that 80, 90, 95% of your attention is on your business, right? You spend a lot of time on that, your heart, your soul, your love to build it, then you need to realize that the flip side is also true because when your business goes away, you are destroyed mentally. Out of the blue, you're like, what, what, what's happening to me, right? So I, I like to think about things that way and that we, when we confront ourselves and when we ask the first level questions, typically we don't get an answer. So perspectives to me matters a big deal. I'll mm. just ask, what do I like? I'll just ask, what do I like? What do I appreciate now? I like my desk to be cluttered, messy. I enjoy the fact that I get a lot of notifications uh, on my phone because it shows that I'm connecting with people, uh, prospect or clients are talking to me. I uh, enjoy the fact that I'm doing a live show and things like that. I enjoy all these. But then the reflection will come. And that reflection will be, what if one of all these goes away? Will I be scared? Will I, will I be scared? Right? Then the next thing, do I have the confidence to rebuild it? Do I have the confidence to rebuild it? Mm, that's good. And it applies to business, right? When our business models are outdated and we are wiped out, like I, I'm sure there's quite a bit of small businesses today that's facing the crunch. When we are wiped out because our business model cannot sustain the threat of a lockdown or, or pandemic and things like that, do we have the confidence to say, okay, fine, you know, um, I'm F&B, I'm in the high-end uh, customer experience, but these days, I can't open that because if I open my shop or my store, it's going to be expensive. I cannot cover my rent. Fine. Can I immediately change into a delivery model? Okay? And when I... Ah, froze again. Ah, he froze. Yeah, he's rolling. Yeah, he's rolling. He's, <laughs> he's your stuff. It's about protecting you. Go. It's not about protecting your jobs. It's about protecting you so we can survive together, right? So I'm, I, I think about it that way. Uh, I, don't, I don't really, really think about how we can get out of the dark space, but I think that's because I somehow I, I built it in already. Uh, so, so in brief, it would be, attack the upside, but at the same time, what is my downside? And I, I want to be very clear about that. So I see a, a mirror image, right? Um, I like to connect with people. I like to communicate my ideas across. And then one of the worst things that could happen would be the exact flip side. What if one day I lost my ability of speech? What do I do? And, mm. then, and then I will look at uh, the author's... Ah, he is killed oh. it. I love this stuff. Stephen Hawking. Mm. He lost. He. Take it. The beauty of technology. Communicate himself. So. Uh, That's bad. Uh, for me, it's what's good, and therefore the flip side is my biggest fear, and therefore do I have the confidence to overcome it? That's oh, good. Gotcha. It's good. good. Gracious. It's so good. Uh, you said the tagline, Kevin. Did you hear? What's good? What, what's good? What's good? That's <laughs> the brand right there. What's good? Hey, to whatever whatever extent you're willing to share, Eldrick, you seem like a very positive and forward-thinking guy who leverages 
uh, heartache, tumultuous times and things like that to grow as everybody on this, on this uh, call has. But you've really articulated some strong thoughts. Uh, I love this. Uh, what if this all goes away? And do I have the confidence to rebuild it? That's amazing. To whatever extent you're willing to share, what was your darkest day? Like the time where you weren't certain that you could make it through. Have you ever Many. had? Many. Um, my first job, when I was released, the year before, I was a high performer. Mm. Talking about contrast, right? So yes. that's one. Um, when I was studying, um, when, when I was in a so-called elite class of a particular module, right? I didn't do very well. And the year before that, I was the uh, top of the cohort. That's life, right? So I think, I think the thing is, uh, whenever we get too high up there, and the moment we start appreciating that, oh, wow, I've got all these achievements, I must be fantastic and things like that, watch out. Life doesn't go that way because what goes up comes down. Apart from age, right? Apart from age. I mean, like, age goes up. <laughs> <laughs> it stays up. <laughs> if if uh, I guess the easiest way to build resonance in this conversation. Ah, uh -uh. Aldrich, Aldrich, what's happening to you today? It's the internet, I think. I put this. Yeah, up back to we, we got to tell him. Hey, so Tim, what is that? Uh, sorry, no, you're cutting in and out. No, uh, that was great stuff. So what I heard you say is. You were on cloud nine multiple times as a top performer, as an elite class, and, and ultimately you got knocked down, which is life, right? That's what happens. And so you implored these philosophies and this mindset that you shared with us earlier to get through those tumultuous times. So thank you. Uh, hey, Tim, what, how do, what, you, what do you do? Mine is, I'm going to try to keep mine short and to the point. I mean, what I've learned is just to be nimble with my thoughts. And mm, that's I mean good. by that. What I mean by that is just simply like, if you're if you're hitting a point of resistance in your mind, then just get the hell away from whatever it is that you're doing. Because that happens some that happens sometimes when you know I'm working and I'm like forcing myself to do something. And I'm like, all right, you know what? Screw this. I'm gonna turn on Netflix for an hour and just get the hell away from this. And then an hour later, everything's back, and I'm like, all right, cool, let's do this. But it's just being nimble with your thoughts. And sometimes if you're trying to press an issue, just get the hell away from it. Do something else and do something that you're going to enjoy and appreciate. And, you know, that little bit of mental health building moment goes a long way towards motivating you back into whatever it is that you need to do. So, you know, whenever I'm, whenever I'm hitting a brick wall, I just stop and I'm like, forget it. You know what? Let me go do something else. Let me go break out my DJ equipment or let me write in my, yes. you know what I mean? <laughs> let me do something else other than what I'm doing right now. Cause what I'm doing right now is just not working. So that's what I do when I'm having that mental, that, that breakdown moment. Tim, uh, my goodness, you just define oh. the fundamentals of a fun and optimistic lifestyle, what I call fundamentalism. So whatever you do for fun is a fundamental that's fundamentalism. So we beat our head against the wall about all this stuff that's not working. And sometimes all we have to do is take a step back, 
refresh, rethink, refocus, be present, be deliberate, and then come back to it. Mm-hmm. Help, but listen to what you were saying, Tim, and think back about Jar- Jeremy. You were saying uh, the house was empty, four walls, nothing but you and your thoughts. What Tim just said is, in that what Tim, what I heard you say is, how do I get out of this moment? How do I challenge this space? I got to get out of this these four walls. Whether it even mm-hmm. that I'm going to go and sit on a freaking park bench for five minutes to get out of here, mm-hmm. I'm going to get out of this cell because all it is is a mental prison. But mm-hmm. when you're challenged with these negative thoughts, it's not that easy. And please note, I know it's not that easy. Mm-hmm. Our brain works so much to fill the narrative that we want to see. If you believe in God, Kevin, which I do, then there is nothing that anybody will ever say, no factual relevance, no amount of opinion that could ever sway your thought process or belief system. If you believe in Donald Trump and the Republican Party, there is no factual relevance, no scientific method, nothing that could sway your belief we're talking politics, we're talking faith, we're talking business. Guys, we are the human beings that feed our own narrative. And when we're struggling, we see all the crap that's not working. And so uh, before I turn it over to you, Jeremy, uh, one thing that I really admire about what you all have said is you've really identified some strong core fundamentals of what I call fundamentalism to help pull you out of these ruts. For me, probably not new to you, but I feed off of the energy of others. This is like literally the best thing that's happened to me all week, just being on here talking to you guys and hearing your perspectives. Hopefully you guys see me taking all of these notes and just with excitement with everything that you guys are saying. So I want to talk more about how to get to that, that place of fundamentalism or fundamentals. But before I do that, Jeremy, what do you do, man? What what gets you in the right frame of mind? Oh, well, hobbies help, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, the thing about video gaming, I shared it on the last chat about, you know, hobbies. <laughs> uh, yes, you're right. It's it's freaking stressful, but that's how I unwind. It's a bit of ironic. <laughs> yeah, because because my, my way of thinking is that uh, the world is so, so unfair. The world always changes. But video games is where there's no change because it's all written binary, right? Ones and zeros, right? The rules are fixed. And uh, that's where I know that if I put in the hard work, I practice enough, I don't get killed that much, I get better at it. So that's my an- anchor, right? Aldrich says anchor. Um, if I need a release <laughs> of emotions, you know, uh, it always helps to go into a, a karaoke uh, room and, and sing your lungs out. That helps. I know what you do in, I think that's your garage, right? Paul, really appreciate that. I can identify with that. I probably don't do that much at home because of my kids and all. They probably think I'm crazy. So get to the right place and yeah, and unwind. <laughs> <laughs> but but if, if there's anything, I, I, I if I'm in the right frame of mind, I hit a bad patch and uh, I need to get on and get out of it, right? I think um, I think the way to think about it really is that uh, uh, life is life is hard, right? If you think about it, life is the process to death. That's what's waiting for us <laughs> at the end of the day. So. So if if we want if I need to put things into perspective, really just think of myself as a tourist on this planet for an X. You know, some people have it longer, more decades than others. Some people don't have much. 
Um, and and at the end of, at the end of the day, you know, it's you on your deathbed having the thoughts to yourself and taking checklists of what you've done in your life. And before you shut your eyes, did I live a good life? I'm happy to go. Or I had X Y Z regrets. I have not resolved. That's a bad space to be because you don't have chance to resolve that anymore. So if if you if you look at your life at the end point, you know, if you have the luxury to be on your deathbed. Uh, uh, the you know, dying breath and you take stock of your life and you think that that's okay I had a good run time to go you shut your eyes and you're happy about that I think you, you, you'll be okay everyone's gonna be okay I, I think that's how I, I try and pull myself but how you want to measure your life at the end of the day right so so that's what tactically I, I try to do or mind trick myself in a way mind yeah trick. I love it that's fundamental uh <laughs> So Kevin, I just feel like I'm absolutely monopolizing this show. How are we doing? No, 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 no. No, no we're, we're doing great. Doing, so, so. It's, it's fine. It's fine. We are very positive. You know, if you are doing the heavy lifting for us, very <laughs> <laughs> good. Yes. It's just this is, yeah. you know, this is fascinating to me. And the reason why it's so fascinating, when you think about the you, and I never talked about the in and fun. Uh, it, it's next steps. So this is how we build an implementation strategy. How do we? How do we grow? How do we gravitate more towards the things that give us strength? How do we live a life full of fun, joy, and fulfillment? Because without the in and fun guys, you know what it is, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just F you. Uh, <laughs> so, so Jeremy. Yeah. You know, what you just said, this is what a lot of people do. If I'm sipping pina coladas on the beach and I'm 75 years old, reflecting back on my life, and weighing out everything that happened and didn't happen, would I be satisfied? Why is that the question that we ask? Hmm. Why, do we oh. question Why do we always that, wait until the, the end? Aldrich, say it again. I think that's the wrong question to ask. I think that's the wrong scenario to paint. But anyway, I'm, I'm just getting ahead of 